0: Good morning. It's good to see all of us together. Alright. Wow. Today I begin a three part series on the Holy Spirit. Today I will share with you on the fellowship of this Holy Spirit. The following Sunday, I will share with you on the language of the Holy Spirit. The Sunday after that, I will share with you on the power of the Holy Spirit. And uh, I believe that we will be blessed. Amen. So, for those of us who are part of a house church, we've already started a series on the Holy Spirit, which is very simple, very foundational. More importantly, it's very applicable. Important is that we apply. The Christian journey and the Christian life is not an academic enterprise. We're not here to increase merely our knowledge so that we know more. That's vanity in itself. The Christian life is an encounter, daily encounter with the living God. Amen. Today I will share with you about the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. I hope to weave in some of my personal experiences with you. In no way indicating or implying their experience is above scripture. Scripture is above all. Scripture is the foundation. Scripture is the capstone. Would you take a few moments to pray for a brother or a sister a friend sitting by your side, please. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. This is a very simple teaching, but I believe that you will be tremendously blessed. Each of us will be tremendously blessed. Uh, One of the things that we did when we gathered as house churches, we asked every person, what was your first experience with the person of the Holy Spirit? And what a joy it was to listen to every story being so unique from an impression on their heart to somebody said they heard a voice, to somebody being knocked out on the power of God, to somebody being convicted, or, you know, about something that they did was wrong, or at, other, at the very time when they were coming to know the Lord, how they felt the loving conviction of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the only one who convicts you but sets you free. <laughs> and um, just amazing ways where people experience deliverance in a particular area. Uh, it's just different ways that people encounter the first time the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and I remember my first time, uh, whatever some of us may think of the man, but I acknowledging that there are mistakes, but I hold in tremendous regard uh, Benny Hinn. And I was so immensely blessed when I read his book. And when I first time I opened that book and I read the first page, uh, sitting on my bed in the house, I felt such a joy and it made me, you know, already my mom was getting concerned that I was losing my head. So I didn't want to confirm it to her So, because I thought I was going to break out in hysterical laughter, absolute joy that I could not contain. I actually ran out of the house. And on those days on the link road, you didn't have any of the malls or the traffic that you had. So it was pretty empty and I began to just worship God with such gladness. That was the first time. I came to experience and know that the Holy Spirit is a real person. Amen. And I'm sure every one of you in this room, every one of us over here, you've had a tremendous experience with the Holy Spirit. Amen. And it's not just one. Over the years, you've had so many. Amen. But I believe that God wants us to grow more deeper in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Here is the primary blessing. the next slide. then Second Corinthians chapter 13 verse 14. The Apostle Paul gives us, the people of God. I'm going to request us that we read it together. Lift your voice, don't feel shy. Read it aloud with me. One, two, three. The grace of the Lord Jesus, Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Wonderful. See, this last verse of Corinthians is a powerful one because it points to a threefold companionship that God wants to have with his children. A threefold companionship of the triune God God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Remember, beloved, that one of the names of God, how he has revealed himself to us, is the name Emmanuel, meaning God with us. One of the theological wonders that makes us in awe of God is not only the transcendence of God. The transcendence of God is the beyondness of God, the otherness of God. God is like nothing we have ever seen, heard, or known. The beyondness of God. He's completely separate from his creation. It's completely beyond what we could ever conceive or comprehend. So it is his transcendence that makes us in awe, but it's also his imminence. The nearness of God. Here is this awesome God who says, I want to be a God who dwells in the midst of his people. Amen? And that what makes something like something as precious as prayer, so powerful. It's not who is praying, but who is the one we are praying to. That he comes so near to listen to our feeble prayers. All three persons in the Godhead, if you look at that verse, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, are all three active in providing this companionship. All three are involved in providing this companionship. See, the Lord Jesus brings grace, and the Father brings love. Both grace and love are so potent, my brothers and sisters, that it can only originate from God. They are so potent. See, grace can never be initiated by any human being. It is only and always coming forth from God. And it is this grace and love, the Bible says in Ephesians 2, by grace you are saved and by grace you stay saved and by grace you will be saved completely. Are you, are you understanding what I'm saying? And the Bible says in John three sixteen: for God the Father so loved the world. You see, it is the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that gave us entry into the companionship that we have with the triune God. But it is His love that keeps this companionship alive and vibrant. The Holy Spirit plays a vital role in ensuring our companionship with the Godhead, and His contribution is what I want to focus on as we look at the fellowship of the Holy Spirit today. You know, the word fellowship in the Greek is a beautiful word, really beautiful. You see, what, you know, it's amazing that is in fact the theology of the Bible language. Why did God choose Hebrew and Greek? Why did God choose? You see, these languages are so rich that they could, they could contain so much, they could load in so much, though God is infinite, but yet they could take in so much and we could receive so much from those words that God chose these languages of Hebrew and Greek in order to communicate his heart and his purposes to us. Amen. And of course, not forgetting the significant portion of it being written in Aramaic in the Old Testament. But the entire New Testament being in Koine Greek, here's the beautiful word for the word fellowship, and the word is koinonia. Koinonia. By heart it, remember it. Don't ever forget this word. The word koinonia. And what does it mean? It literally means communion common union communion it means communication it means distribution it means sharing it means joint participation it means intimacy don't write notes are always for you listen carefully okay okay fellowship means now you have to buy heart it okay that's the trick if you write you can't buy heart Okay, so I'll ask you the entire message at the end because it is so simple. Okay, so you have to tell me verbatim everything. Alright? Okay, great. What is the Greek word for koinonia? Sorry. You got me. That was a good one. What's the word in the Greek for fellowship? Still some of you have to look there. (laughs) Even after I did the mistake. And what does it mean? Don't look there. Communion, communication, sharing, intimacy, joint participation. I love the way some of you move your lips without saying anything. (laughs) Okay? It means communion. So take in the words communication, distribution, sharing, joint participation, intimacy, and all of this, the Holy Spirit wants us to have with Him. Every day. Every moment. Amen? Isn't that beautiful? Now, what I want us to do is actually move in to choosing three primary words that I believe would convey In an overarching way, what does fellowship mean? But before I go ahead, you see the word koinonia appears about 19 times in the Greek New Testament. And my favorite translation, the NASB, it translates fellowship, it translates it as fellowship 12 times, sharing three times, and participation and contribution twice each. I'll repeat. The NASB translates the word fellowship, sorry, the word koinonia as fellowship 12 times, sharing 3 times and participation and contribution twice each. Now, I want to I've chosen 3 words that I believe will give us an overarching and a penetrative view and insight into what does God mean, what he meant when he said, may the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. Now this primary blessing is for each of us, my brethren. It's for us individually and it's for us as a body. So in other words, when we're going to be prayer walking, you're never walking alone. The Holy Spirit is with you. When you are in your workplace, in your working, you're not alone. The Holy Spirit is in you and he's with you. Amen. When you are cooking food in your kitchen, you know, you're not alone. The Holy Spirit is with you. When you're celebrating a tremendous victory in your life and a breakthrough, you're not alone. The Holy Spirit is with you. And when you are sorrowful and you're feeling abandoned and rejected, going through a hard pressing time, you're not alone. The Holy Spirit is with you. Amen. So let us understand. So I've chosen these three words that I felt would really convey what the word fellowship means. Amen? The first. Let's go ahead. Active participation. Now think about it. Active participation. See, whenever we think of God and us, we always think of in terms of He and us, and He wants to do things without us. But God wants to do things with us. And that's what makes the Christian journey so exciting. He wants, to, he wants us to participate. He has made us inheritors in the kingdom. So the first understanding that we can get of the word fellowship of the Holy Spirit is participation. Active participation. Because it's not meant to be a one-way traffic. It's the sharing of, of wills. It's the sharing of feelings. It's the sharing of knowledge. So would you appreciate and understand if I said that the Holy Spirit is concerned about your feelings? That you felt something about something matters to Him. You see, God is not just wanting to download His feelings onto you and download His burden onto you and download His will. He wants to come to where you and I are because He values us. And yes, as he hears us and as he values what we feel and what we think, he would begin to bring and weave in his will into our hearts and into our lives. It's an active participation of wills, of feelings, of knowledge. You share what you have and what you know with him. Can you imagine the Lord is interested in in knowing what you feel and knowing what you think? That it would matter. You know, one of the things that sometimes we would experience as children from the elders, you know, unintentionally. But say, hey, keep going. Go away from here. You, you, anybody's gone through that? Anybody? Yeah. All right. Everybody's gone through it. Okay. mass healing, I pray for Lord. <laughs> okay. You know, everyone's gone through it. Hey, just, it's not for children. But here's, here's an amazing God who says, I want to know how you feel. I want to know what you think about it. That's amazing. That's active participation. And he's not faking it. He really wants you to tell him what he felt. How was was an example of this? Do you remember Jesus walking with those two disciples on the road to Emmaus? Do you know he gave them enough of time to share what they felt, to share what they thought? He was in no hurry to reveal his divinity because if he did that, they would have shut up. So he gave them time to speak and then he began to open up the scriptures and then finally when they were breaking bread in the house then he revealed who he was see here's the amazing thing the Lord wants to know what you feel the Lord wants to know what you think that's fellowship then he will begin to share what he feels and he will begin to share what he thinks, look at what it says in John 16 13 Jesus said this about the Holy Spirit He will tell you whatever he hears. From whom does he hear? The Father. From whom does he hear? From Jesus. And he will announce and declare to you the things that are to come. Doesn't this take care of everything right now that you are worried about? These two lines. Take care of everything. Am I right? Doesn't these two lines take care of everything? And he will honor and glorify me because he will take of what is mine and will reveal it to you. You know, compared to our knowledge, His is infinite. He has access to the Father's heart. Paul would write in the book of Romans, that's only the Spirit that knows the deep things of God the Father. But God has revealed them to us by His Spirit who indwells in us. So here's the amazing thing, my brothers and sisters, that God could have called us into a relationship of dictatorship. But he chose not to. He called us into fellowship. Joint, active participation. God wants to know. See, communication is powerful, my brothers and sisters. You know, when we do the marriage course, the first session is actually all about Helping the couple embrace the reality of their relationship. Because many couples think their marriage is far better than what it really is. So we help them come into reality. And when a reality adjustment is made, in chapter 2, which is actually the first learning, the first thing that is talked about is communication. Because that's the foundation of any kind of relationship. My brothers and sisters... The Holy Spirit wants to know what you feel. The Holy Spirit wants to know what you think. And then he, begins, he wants to share His heart to you and me. Amen. But everything concerning our life, everything that we need to know now and we need to know in the days to come, He's the one who will reveal it to us. So we don't have to live in the trauma of, I don't know what is God's will. I don't know what is God's will. I need to figure out, Who can reveal? Where can I go? My brothers and sisters, the one who has it all is living on the inside of you. Please don't live by trial and error. Live by the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The second. Now this is taking active participation to another level. What is this? Partnership. What is partnership and how is it different from participation? Could you take a moment and ask somebody next to you, is there a difference? And if there is a difference, what is the difference between participation and partnership? The gathering of the wise. And the whispers of wisdom flow through the rose. (laughs) Speak forth, enlightened ones. Your servant listens. (laughs) What is it? Yes. Come on, I like that. Come on now. That's that's corporate stuff, and that is really what it is. What is it? What did you say? Say again. Joint responsibility. It's ownership. I love this. Come on, this is. Come on, you preach to me. I'm sitting down. <laughs> yeah, this is ownership, joint responsibility. This is ownership. This is. You see, here's the here's the here's the amazing thing. You become responsible for what he reveals to you. You become responsible. So it's my it's like my friend. I had a, I have a good friend. I had a good friend, I should say, because we're still friends, but we've not been in touch. So this friend of mine was, uh, was a, a missionary from uh, uh, another country. And he told me about, he had a tremendous encounter with God. He, he was in drugs. He was messed up in life. And God encountered him one day. And um, he mm-hmm. had such a passion for God and passion for God's kingdom. He, he began to feel this burden for, for one people group in the Middle East. So he says, I would, I would go down on my knees and I would weep and cry. And he knew that God was giving him a love and a burden for the people, for that people. And then he began to pray. He says, Lord, send somebody. Lord, send somebody to that people group. Lord, send somebody. And one day, he just heard the voice. You go. Is that me? <laughs> okay, he is there right now. And he's serving among those people group in order to see God's love brought into those people. You see, you become responsible for what is revealed to you. Because God's not just calling you to participate passively. He's calling you into partnership of joint responsibility of ownership where you're going to be involved in the decision making. Amen? You may say, I will make decisions under his authority. So I like the way Pastor Paul Yongichi always puts it quite small Korean man standing on a pulpit would say, I am the junior partner. The Holy Spirit is my senior partner. Amen. It is walking in shakal, what I shared with you last Sunday. Walking in intimate business partnership along with chokme, relational intimacy. How I many if you understand what I'm saying. It is the Holy Spirit revealing the secrets of his heart of what he wants to do in our nation to you and me. It's what Holy Spirit wants to do in your workplace. It's what He wants to do in your family. It's what He wants to do in the city. He wants you to not only participate in, but He wants to partner with you. Amen? Amen. So, beloved, partnership is formed in the business world to enhance growth, productivity, and profit. Partners strategize together and share in all successes and even failures. So when we consider the Holy fellowship of the Holy Spirit, He wants us to partner in His resources. He wants us to partner in strategy. He wants us to partner in all the things that He wants to act upon. Amen. So my dear brothers and sisters, look at what it says in Romans 8.26. So too the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weaknesses. Now if you take the context of that, it says that Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. You know what is the greatest and the highest level of partnership in the kingdom? It's not me preaching the word. Absolutely. The greatest partnership, the highest level of partnership is because when we pray, my brothers and sisters were involved in decision making. You asked and he did it for you. That's the highest level of partnership. Just think about it. But God has sovereignly designed that we should partner with him, have the joy. Jesus said, he said, ask as recorded in the Gospel of John, he said, Till now you have not asked, but ask so that you will receive. Why? He, He answered by saying, so that your joy may be full. So that your joy may be full. So my brothers and sisters, Jesus wants our joy to be full. How? That we will have the joy of seeing him answer our prayers. When you and I ask, the Father delights in answering and that's the highest level of partnership. Is preaching important? Of course. Is giving important? Of course. Is, uh, is uh, leading in worship important? Of course. Is social activity and work important? Of course. But when all of this are fountained out of prayer partnership, then it becomes life-giving and life-transforming. And so I want us to remember this, beloved, that the highest level of participation is partnership and partnership in prayer and that's called the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You know so my dear brothers and sisters, anything less than that is not God's will for us. He wants us to actually part. So are you faced with challenges around you? Are you faced with challenges in your family? Are you faced with challenges uh, in your work, in your community, in your neighborhood? Are you able to see challenges that are happening in our city and nation? If you're able to see it, that's a good thing. Because he's giving you the ability to see it. So many people live oblivious to what is happening around them. But if you're able to see it, that's a good place. Then what you do, see the Holy Spirit wants you to begin to talk to him about it. He wants you to begin to communicate and say, Lord, I'm, I'm feeling sad about this. I'm feeling affected by this. I'm I'm feeling, I'm feeling frustrated about this. And you begin to talk. And as you begin to talk, then He will begin to talk back to you. And then a partnership begins to form where you become the conduit, the channel through which God will release His kingdom purposes on earth. You see, beloved, it's not how much we're trying to cover ground. I know there are people who have been given exceptional abilities to cover much ground. But you know what? You and I can cover significant ground. As you allow God to work through you. It's not about how much we can do. The fact is this. Everybody doesn't get the same amount of abilities in the kingdom. Some got five. Some got two. Some got one. According to their abilities. But whatever you got according to the sovereign will of God. You have the joy of partnering the Holy Spirit. To bring forth growth, productivity and profit in the kingdom. And that is only possible by the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Amen? The third. <laughs> this is an interesting one. We probably never thought of this. Transportation. Ask your neighbor, what is the Greek meaning of the word spirit? What is the word? If you can give me the word. Holy what is the meaning of the word? And because then only we will be able to understand why did Channel of all the words put transportation. Love thy neighbour, talk to thy neighbour. What is the Greek word for the word holy spirit? See, is the problem with Google. And some of you are really quick. Very bad. But anyway, it helps gather knowledge, and knowledge is important. And then you gain understanding from the teacher. Why is understanding important? I just read this morning, wisdom rests in the heart of the one who has understanding. So understanding is important. Okay, pneuma. What is the word? Pneuma. And what does it mean? What does it literally mean? Paraclete, But what does the word pneuma mean? It means wind. It means wind. Or it means breath. Is, is everybody okay? So what does it mean? Holy. Literally means holy wind. Holy breath of God. The Father spoke the word. That word would one day become flesh. And you can never separate... The word from the breath. Amen. Can never separate. They're distinguishable but inseparable. Amen. Okay, fantastic. Now, transportation. You see, what marks the quality of a civilization? See, one of the hallmarks of any advanced civilization is their transportation. Am I right? So when the Greeks uh, came under Alexander, you see, before them was the Egyptians. They integrated land and waterways. Then came the Greeks. Their period was called Hellenization. Who further took it ahead? The Romans built roads and chariots. And modern society has excelled in transportation development. One of the hallmarks of progress, of good civilization, of development is transportation. As in the natural, so in the spiritual. Some of you are wondering, Shannon, where are you going with this? (laughs) I can feel it in the air. I will talk more when I come to the Power of the Holy Spirit. So right now I'm just wetting your appetite. I'm just thoda thoda, okay? You know when we begin to have fellowship with the Holy Spirit, simple words. Let me not freak you out. You begin to move with the Holy Spirit. Amen. You begin to gain what I pray often: the speed of the Spirit the momentum of the Holy Spirit. Have you been doing things and you're not seeing progress? You're not seeing momentum? It's like stuck. You're not seeing fruit. You need the fellowship of the Holy Spirit in that. Because when the Holy Spirit comes, He begins to speed up things. John Piper says this when he encourages us to be devoted to prayer. In his teaching on being devoted to prayer, he reminds us that out of the five times the word devoted is mentioned in the New Testament three times it is especially dedicated to prayer and not just prayer but corporate praying and John Piper puts a high emphasis looking at the word of God and how important it is for children of God to major not just praying but corporate praying, praying together and it's in that time that we understand that when we begin to pray John Piper says this you will see God begin to do things, speed up things in your life, through your life, that probably what would take you five months, what would take you ten months, God would begin to do it in days. That what would take you days, God would begin to do it for you in hours. And what would probably take hours, God would do it in moments. Because that's the speed of the Spirit. So God begins to move things in and around your life. He begins to The wind of the Holy Spirit begins to blow and bring life and bring momentum and bring progress because every kingdom, every civilization, the hallmark of it is its speed in getting things done. You see, why is our present government so desperate in getting the metro project done before the next elections? Because it's one of the evidences of good governance and their commitment to development. There can be no development in any nation without good transportation. Entire trade, entire is dependent, commerce is dependent on on transportation, on infrastructure of transportation. God knows that better than everybody else. And so he wants to reduce the time. He wants to get things done. There are one point two billion souls in this nation. He wants to get them saved. And it cannot happen our pace, it has to happen his pace. Because he's the greatest evangelist. He wants to speed things down. Let me, let me clarify something. If some of us have been feeling that, God, you're really slow, I think, look at yourself, are you in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit? Because God's not slow, it's probably you who's slowed up, God. So when we begin to fellowship with the Spirit, we begin to receive the speed of the Spirit because we begin to move with the Holy Spirit because he's the senior partner and we're the junior partner. Now, let me give you a radical example of this. Radical example. Book of Acts. Don't turn to it. Book of Acts. There is a high-ranking eunuch who works in the court of the Queen of Ethiopia. And he has been gifted or given a parchment or a portion of Isaiah 53, where he's reading about the, the Messiah prophetically spoken about in uh, uh, by the prophet Isaiah 700 years before Jesus came. And he's reading, he shall be bruised for our iniquities. It was chastisement of our peace was laid upon him and by his wounds we were healed. Now Philip who was one of the seven who was chosen by the apostles. Remember when there was an issue of the distribution of the food of the widows. Do you remember that? In Acts chapter 6, there was an issue. Do you remember? And there were seven who were chosen. One of them was Stephen and one of them was Philip. And so Philip and Stephen are moving powerfully. They're moving 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 powerfully because whoever is under the lordship of the holy spirit is always moving you're always on the move and so it says the holy spirit just took philip took him and he came and appeared right beside the eunuch who was on his chariot i can't imagine the scene and this eunuch possibly be like what no doubt he stopped the chariot. Philip explains to him what he's reading. And guess what? In just a few moments, the eunuch is water baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's the speed of the Spirit. Can God work in that way? Of course. Can he work today? Of course. But more than anything, right now, God wants to begin a work in our own lives. To speed up things in our own life. That we begin to move. Jesus explained this when he was talking to Nicodemus. We're going to look at that. We're going to look at that. Uh, Jesus said this. The wind blows. Can we we open that verse? I think it's John chapter 3. I'll just give the exact verse. Verse eight, thank you. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but we but do not know where it comes from and where it is going, so as everyone was born of the Spirit. Everyone who is born of the Spirit moves with the Holy Spirit. My dear brothers and sisters, the Holy Spirit does so much of transportation. He takes our prayers to the Father. He makes us move in accordance with the Father's will. He gives us supernatural strength in order to keep pace with the will and the purposes and the timing of God in our life. My brothers and sisters, the Christian life is a life that is immersed in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. If we are not seeing movement in our life, if we are not seeing things progressing, what we need to ask ourselves is, am I in good fellowship with the Holy Spirit? When I begin to communicate with the Holy Spirit, because He's with us. You know, one of the, one of the biggest, um, I would say, you know, if I may use the word sin, that the, ch- the church does is we ignore the Holy Spirit. We ignore Him. How many of us have been to a place where you were invited and then you were completely ignored? How does it feel to be ignored? My brothers and sisters, we should not ignore the Holy Spirit. He's with us, He indwells us. And everything that we have need of in our lives, He's the one who will reveal, He's the one who will provide, He's the one who will supply. And the Holy Spirit wants to give us speed. Please understand, be convinced, brothers and sisters, God doesn't want to slow us down unnecessarily. I believe there's sometimes a sovereign pausing and a sovereign slowing down because God wants to do work. But there is surely so much that God wants to do in you and God wants to do through you if we say yes to him by being in fellowship with him. Transportation. God wants to move us from from faith to faith, from understanding to understanding, from glory to glory. He wants to transform us into the likeness of Jesus There's so much that God wants you to do, beloved, when we abide in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. So here's what I want to encourage you today, my brothers and sisters. Pray a lot in tongues. I have found tremendous blessing since the time that I received this gift. It's one of the most powerful, potent gifts that we have received. If you have not received the gift of tongues, you're not less loved or less precious. But I surely want to encourage you to ask the Lord to bless you with the baptism of the Holy Spirit where you would begin to pray in unknown tongues. In the house churches, in the fifth chapter, we'll be doing a specific teaching on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I pray that you would understand that it is not meant to be taken and viewed as an option if we want to live in the power of God, if we want to see God work amazing things in our life, if you want to see God speed up things in your life and through your life, pray in tongues. When you don't know what to pray, pray in tongues. I have found that it's easy, you know, when you're traveling, when you're tired, when you're in you know, a situation where it's highly overwhelming, you don't know how to see things, pray in tongues and the peace of God will begin to fill your heart and guard your mind. My brothers and sisters, I was sitting with Pastor uh, Cyril uh, about a little more than about a month back. And uh, for and I asked him, uh, Pastor, how do we grow in the Lord? That's a, that was a question. He says, what can I do for you? I said, Pastor, how do we grow in the Lord? He said, you want a short answer you want a long answer? I said, I want both. So he, he said, I'm bringing with the short answer. He said, word and the spirit. I said, now make it long now. She said, take time to memorize and meditate on the word. Not legalistically, relationally. And then he said, spirit, pray a lot in tongues. Tongues, pray in tongues. My brothers and sisters, I believe that we're in a season where God wants us to understand that we can achieve nothing outside of the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Everything that God has done in the visible universe, everything that God has ever accomplished in His kingdom has happened in and by the power of the Holy Spirit. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God spoke and who hovered? The Holy Spirit. Who executed the word of the Father? The Holy Spirit. And I want to encourage you, my brothers and sisters, today, let us deepen our fellowship, our koinonia with the Holy Spirit. Here is the Father saying, I want to reveal to you everything. I want to, I, want, I want to remind you of everything that Jesus has spoken. I want to do things that you cannot do. I know there are things that you cannot do, my son. And I don't expect you to do it. I will do that for you. But there's so much I want to do in your life and through your life. And I, I will give you the power to do it. Amen. In our koinonia in the fellowship come on, so now let's just do a quick recap because this is very important with what I'm going to take you ahead with the next week, here we go uh, let's, by heart let's say the verse of Second Corinthians 13-14 come on, let's, do, let's try that, don't look on the screen let's try that. are you ready? take a deep breath ah, alright, here we go can we go back to the slides please? yeah, okay I give you 15 seconds to see the verse Memorize it quickly. <laughs> <You> ready? <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. Now here's the tricky one. What I'll do now, I'll take you through all the slides and then make you say by heart. <laughs> this if I do slide by slide, then no maja Okay? Alright. Did you get this? Alright. Very good. Next slide. Fellowship is? Should not forget, I did a mistake. And what does it mean? And you have to state in the same order that I have written, huh? <laughs> okay, cool. Is this good? All right. Yeah. Alright. Wonderful. All right. Did you understand what participation is? You share. Ab bolo. Ab kya Ab kya soch Yeah. When, when, remember one thing. But when you're sharing, no, don't accuse people. Okay? Share. I like what pastors will always say. Don't accuse people because that is the ministry of the who's the accuser of the brethren? Yeah. So, don't take his ministry. Say, devil, I'll just take over for some time. Don't. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll accuse and then I'll hand it back to you. No. Okay? Just share what you're feeling. Share what is on your heart. Okay? Share with the Holy Spirit. Okay, great. Number two, but he wants to take it into? Because what he reveals to you, he wants to make you a joint owner of it. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that amazing? What's the highest level of participation? Fantastic. Yes, absolutely. Oh, move with the Holy Spirit. Are you ready? Put up the slides. Okay. Alright. Are you ready? One, two, three. Say the words. What is the scripture verse? Great. Okay, what is the meaning of the word fellowship in the Greek? Okay. And what does the word mean? You know what? Can you tell your neighbor that? Because I think some of you are lagaying shindi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can you say that loud? Here we go. One, two, three. What does it mean? Okay. <laughs> okay. You know what you are doing? You're actually having koinonia with each other. Join active participation. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Now what are the what, what are the three uh Phrases that help us understand the wonderful applications of the word fellowship. What are the first? What do you think active participation with the Holy Spirit means? Sharing. Sharing what? Your feelings, your will, your your thoughts. Yeah. Amen. Is that what? Is that it? Then he shares. Yeah. In in John chapter sixteen verse thirteen, he said, "What did Jesus say about the Holy Spirit? What will he do? He will." reveal of whom of the to us and he will remind us of all jesus has spoken but what is the primary ministry of the holy spirit he will honor and glorify me how do we know the holy spirit is moving in the life of a person When they're not trying to draw attention to themselves when you know that everything that they're saying and doing is bringing glory to whom to jesus to jesus primary purpose of the Holy Spirit is to make us like Jesus and to see Jesus glorified in and through us. Amen. Jesus is wonderful. Amen. What is the, what is the second? Act, yeah, fantastic. Partnership. What is partnership? Is, is, does it have a business kind of an edge to it? Yes? So what is, what, is, what is the partnership he's wanting? Joint responsibility and ownership. What do you become owner of? What do you become responsible for? what he reveals to you and he puts a burden in your heart. And I, I want to give you a decision. Don't not like somebody. Because if you don't like somebody or someplace, Jesus will precisely give you a love and a burden for them. You understand what I'm saying? So don't not like somebody. Because if you don't like, he will go after you and make you love them. Amen? So that's what Jesus that's what the Holy Spirit does. Amen. So he makes us partners. Resources. Amen. Strategy. Direction. But more importantly, what is the highest level of partnership? Prayer. Prayer. What an amazing thing is that when we pray, the Lord answers. What's the third? Transportation. Amen. What does it mean? I, I like the way that the people at the back are like, you guys talk. <laughs> you know, we like listening to you guys. Okay, people at the back, could you share? Come on. Now the people in the front don't get silent. Okay, come on. By being led. I love that. We're being led by Him. Because the Holy Spirit is holy pneuma. That means holy wind, holy breath of God. And so those who are in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, they're always led by Him. They're moved by Him in the direction of that God wants them to go. Amen? So he, he transports our prayers to the Father. And He transports us into the will, into the purposes of God. How many of you want to be led by the Holy Spirit? Led. Moved by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Amen? It's one of the marks of our sonship, that we are led by the Holy Spirit. And, and I, I want to say this, beloved. Every day, when you get up in the morning, tell the Holy Spirit, I want this day to be exciting. Now, this day is only going to be exciting, Holy Spirit, if you're going to lead me. Amen. So, the Holy Spirit will lead you to do amazing things. Wouldn't that be exciting? Wake up in the morning and say, Holy Spirit, lead me. Here I am. Yeah, yeah. Here I am. Just take me. Use me. Now That's kind of a dangerous prayer. The Holy Spirit is yeah? there. Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> Let's go for it. <laughs> yeah, and you'll do amazing things. But it's exciting because He wants our joy to be full. Koinonia. May the koinonia Of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Um, I want you to bow your heads. And I want us to, I want to encourage you to respond to what we have heard today. I want to encourage you to respond. Ask the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Talk to the Holy Spirit. Begin your koinonia. Do koinonia with the Holy Spirit. Speak to the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters. a way that we want to uh, acknowledge His presence and His Lordship. I want to invite you, I want to encourage you to invite the Holy Spirit. Not that He's gone anywhere, but invite Him by acknowledging Holy Spirit. I know that you're living in me. I know that you're with me. I'm sorry, Holy Spirit, that I've been ignoring you. I've been ignoring you, Holy Spirit. Forgive me, Holy Spirit. Forgive me. I don't want to grieve you, but I want my life to be a delight to you. I want to bring you glory and honor by being led by you. You are my senior partner in this partnership, this divine partnership. I'm your temple, Lord. We are your temple. Holy Spirit. can you take a few moments to still talk to the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters? Talk to Him. This is koinonia that you talk to. Speak to Him. Share what you're feeling right now. Share what you're thinking right now. Even if it doesn't feel right, doesn't think right, maybe you're confused right now, you're, you're really disturbed about something, talk to the Holy Spirit. Don't get bothered.
1: Speak to the Holy Spirit.
0: Oh my Jesus, my
1: Lord, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit,
0: breathe on us breath of God, move our hearts to the Father, closer to Jesus, set us free from every burden, set us free from every distraction, it's not of you, I want to draw close to you, my Lord. song to the Lord. Mama Feel free to lift your voice. Pray in tongues, beloved. la la Worship the Lord Father, worship Jesus, worship the Holy Spirit. Pray in an unknown in tongues. He speaks in an tongues speaks not into man but unto God. Oh, we
2: worship Him. Oh, We worship you, not oh, a shade. On that about a mama, Mamma Shando, the other of a shando, Holy spirit, Holy Spirit, blow upon us, fill us with your presence. Put a baba, Mamma Shando, it about a bada, bada, bada,
0: Anything that is disturbing you tell the Holy Spirit if there's any need right now in your life tell the Holy Spirit if there's any questions that you have ask the Holy Spirit because he knows the will of the father he knows the will of Jesus Ask the Holy Spirit come Lord bless your people come Lord bless your children Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray for miracles to happen, God. I pray for miracles to happen, God. I pray for breakthroughs, God. Only you can turn the water into wine in a moment, God. Only you can, you can make the impossible possible in just a moment. Nothing is difficult for you. So by the power of your Spirit, Lord, I pray for breakthroughs. I come in agreement. We pray in agreement right now. We pray in one accord, Lord. For needs over here that are being lifted up to you, God. Oh God, for prayers that are being lifted up to you, God, in golden bowls of incense, God. In golden bowls of incense, God we pray. Continue to pray in tongues, beloved. Don't give up. Continue to lift up your prayer to God. Continue to lift it up. That be your name. We thank you, Lord. Father, we pray for healing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If there's anybody who's unwell, anybody who's not sick right now, believe for healing. If there's anybody that you know is unwell, right now stand in the gap and pray for them. Stand in the gap and pray for them. Lord, we pray for healing in the name of Jesus. We command healing. We declare healing as sons and daughters of the living God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we speak healing, God. Yes, Lord. Right now, the power of the Holy Spirit come and touch every part that is unwell, any infirmity, any disease. Be healed now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For by the wounds of Jesus we are healed. For the wounds of Jesus we are healed. Thank you, God. i pray for financial breakthrough god we pray for a release of finances we pray for blessing in the business blessing in the work oh god we thank you that it comes not from the north or the south doesn't come from the valleys the mountains or the deserts it comes from you lord increase comes from you promotion comes from you and we pray father for your increase oh god to come into the lives of your children in the area of finances in the area of resources In the area of career, God, upward mobility comes from you, God. I pray that children will not make decisions based on remuneration, but they would hear the voice of the Spirit. Let them hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and make decisions. Father, I pray this as a church. We would be truly living in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Not by works, not self-effort, But the grace working in and through us. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of the The Father. Father, And the koinonia of the Holy Spirit. The koinonia of the Holy Spirit. You know, join me in singing a song that was written by a 12 year old girl. Rooftops. Let's put it up. song was written by a 12 year old girl. Look at the passion in the song. Powerful. Powerful. It's what happens when children are moved by the Holy Spirit. Here we go. Let's do it. Lord, this is the song of our hearts, Lord, this is the song of this generation.
2: Here I am before you, falling in love and seeking your truth, knowing that your perfect grace has brought me to this place. Come on, a little louder. All of you, I freely live my life to you, oh God, I give I stand before you, God. I live my voice You set me pray. you sure.
0: Father, I stand in your grace. There is no other place that I could stand. And I thank you, Father, that you've made us stand tall in your grace. You've made us stand strong in your grace. And so standing Your Father, I dare to ask, for a mighty outpouring of your spirit upon our church a mighty outpouring of your spirit upon all our churches and just a mighty outpouring of your spirit upon the church in Mumbai but to be specific Father I pray for your mighty outpouring of your spirit in this church in this congregation and I know that that's your heart because that's what you prophesied through the prophet Jewel then in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters will prophesy and old men shall dream dreams and young men shall see visions and upon my men servants and my maidservants will I pour out my spirit and I know father that you're asking me son of man what do you see And so I respond back to you, Father, and I say, Lord, I see an army. I see an army that this hall cannot contain. I see an army spanning and running through the length and breadth of this nation, carrying the fire of the Holy Spirit and the burning flame of the gospel in their hearts and their hands. I see an army, Lord. I see an army. I see an army that has been raised not by any man. An army of a faceless generation that only proclaims one name and delights in glory in only one name. And that is the name that is higher than every other name. That's the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I see an army God so set ablaze, so ignited, so fueled, so fired, so radical. That has counted the cost and has paid it gladly because no cost could compare to the cost that was paid at Calvary. And every cost that would be paid would be paid only by your grace and would be an offering of love for the debt of love that we carry upon our lives. That we who live no longer live for ourselves but we live for Him who died and gave Himself for us. I see an army that is so radically changed and transformed by the love of God that is able to dissolve every hatred and every bitterness an army that is so consumed by the joy of the Lord that oceans of sorrow could not quench it an army that is so strengthened by the might of the Holy Spirit that no hopes of hell could withstand it it's an army it's not a man or a woman it's an army It's an army from Gujarat to the Northeast. It's an army that's going to the darkest and the most difficult places. For where the darkness is the darkest, the light shines the brightest. I see an army that fears no one and that fears nothing. For it's not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of God. And I know you asked me, son of man. What you see, will it come to pass? And I say, yes, Lord. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken, the hand of the Lord will accomplish For the glory of your son who paid it all, who gave it all to pay it all. And what seems drops shall become a trickle. And what seems like a trickle shall become streams. And what seems like streams will become a roaring river. And what becomes seems to be like a roaring river shall become an ocean. For I shall not despise the little and the least and what appears insignificant. But I will fan to flames what seems like burning embers. The mouth of the Lord has spoken, the hand of the Lord will accomplish. For it's not by mind, it's not by power but by the Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord. Let's lift our hands and give God glory. In your own words, just give Him glory. Speak it out. Don't feel shy. Speak it out. Speak it out. Just give glory to God. Just bless His name. Brothers and sisters, I bless you right now. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the koinonia of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And to you be all the glory of our Father, Lord Jesus and Holy Spirit, now and always. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And all of God's people, shout out. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise.